0: Welcome to our podcast proudly brought to you by VPA Australia, our trusted supplement provider since Unity Gym started. As sponsored athletes, we're excited to offer you a special 10% discount on top quality supplements that ship worldwide. Just use our discount code from the description. To avoid international shipping fees, contact VPA and tell them we sent you to get a flat shipping rate. Today's episode is also sponsored by the Flexibility Blueprint. Ever felt lost in the sea of social media fitness advice? The flexibility blueprint is your map to progress, designed to help you get laser focused on what matters most for your journey in flexibility and strength. And guess what? It's free. Grab it using the link in the description. If you're starting your flexibility journey, don't miss our 20 minute mobility routine. It's your first step to quick wins in flexibility. For those further along, use our Flexibility Masterclass, featuring advanced techniques like loaded stretching and end-range strength for the pancake, front splits, middle splits, and more. Links for both are also in the description. And for the seasoned athletes, avoid the frustration of complex training puzzles with our UMS Tribe Membership. It's a different online coaching experience with strength and flexibility combined. Don't forget, we're Amazon Affiliates too. You can find all the equipment used in our videos and podcasts at the most competitive prices with our affiliate
1: links in the description. Now let's dive into today's episode. Good uh, good day, everybody. Sorry, I didn't know where I was then for a second. Uh, I am here with uh, Phil White uh, from philwhite.me, is
2: it? That's my oh, website Phil. name. Phil White Physio is my White current business me. name, but yeah. I'm just, yeah, I feel like you're just, you're just stalling because you didn't come up with a cool name for me like you usually do. So.
1: I was gu- I was getting there. I was getting there. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh And um, uh, Phil is, if you if you don't know Phil, uh, if you've been sleeping under a rock, he's the world's best physiotherapist. No, I, I, I mean that though. Um, we've worked together for quite a long time. The reason why I say that he's one of the best that I've uh, met in the business is because He's got a lot of skin in the game and, uh, you know, there is um, seldom a sport that he hasn't uh, dabbled with, uh, uh, including, you know, um, ultra marathons, ocean swimming, cycling, uh, ultimate Frisbee, CrossFit, you know, weightlifting, powerlifting. Uh, he has had uh, the pleasure of working on and with some of the world's strongest people. Uh, did you ever treat Hathor Beyondson or did uh, you did just did it? Tr-
2: it didn't work out when he was, it was when he was in town, unfortunately, but yeah, worked with his with Hathor's strength coach, which is called the mountain yeah, from Gamergones, it- heaviest ever deadlift. So yeah, been around he, some he pretty has, strong people. He,
1: he <laughs> has had Alex uh, Simons on his table, who is the uh, godly strong uh, one of the world's and, biggest human beings when you meet him, <laughs> surprisingly a lot smaller than half Thor. Uh, yeah. But, um, and Sebastian Oreb, of course, aka Australian strength coach, and all of those amazing power lifters. And uh, so he's, uh, you know, very, very well versed when it comes to strength training.
2: And yeah, Jim, I've done most of the sports and I've injured myself. I've got most of like the classic sports injuries from basically every sport I've tried <laughs> because, yeah, before yep. I, I started learning about this stuff because I was so frustrated as someone who loved exercise but just kept on nailing myself whenever I tried. So that started a path of yeah, many years of education and um, and yeah, there was the definitely the formal education but learning so much from working with you guys, working with Sebastian Oreb, uh, you know, I've employed a coach for running who's a dual Olympian. I've, I've like always tried to seek out the people who really do the practical stuff because uh, in physio education you you learn so much obviously like and the sports screw, you learn so much but there's a bit of a difference between what's taught in in a university versus what you learn from actually doing and, and work with people who make it their lives to figure out the best way to do things because yeah you can't perform at a high level without uh doing it in a way that you avoid injury so
1: It makes so much of a difference though, in the way that you practiced, because the difference between a a physio and Rad and I talk about this all the time, uh, but the difference between a physiotherapist who works with athletes and their role is their job is their number one priority is to get that athlete uh, functioning at a high level again and back out on the field in comparison to someone who, you know, really relies on the repeat. Uh, business of a, of a patient. I think the two models are very, very different, and so I, I do mean it when I say uh, he, he's one of the best in the business, uh, just because of that skin in the game, you know, and and uh, ha- having that understanding. And I, and you know, it shows in the practice because you guys treat people with barbells, not rubber bands, all the time. You know, like I've I've seen it so many times where uh, the moment you go into uh, an injury frame like oh i'm hurting or i've hurt myself or i'm compromised or you get a diagnosis you go into the naughty corner and now you're doing banded exercises and you know you're not allowed to touch the cool stuff anymore uh and that is really what we want to t- i want to talk about today well, we had, you hang
0: know, on before you jump forward that that was something that we had a real problem with if you remember yanni because yanni and i have been coaches for um almost 20 years now i think this might next year is the 20th year and um we used to have a real problem where we used to send our clients to uh, physios and they would come back looking really perplexed saying oh I can't do any of this stuff I have to sit on the floor with a band and try and activate my TVA um, you know <laughs> and that was uh, if, if, if people don't know what that means it's the transverse abdominus and it was a physio classic and we got really upset because we ended up I wouldn't say having it out, but kind of politely, like having it out with some physios going, you know, you, our clients are coming back like fearful of going to the gym and saying they can't do it. And it was, it was a real thorn in our side. And so it was a really big asset for us when we developed the relationship that we have with Phil and Nilesh and um, Leroy who were physios that weren't doing them, doing that. They weren't sending people back with this fear of exercising. They were sending them back, actually feeling quite empowered and feeling like, oh, you know what? I'm actually not as broken as I thought I was. So I just wanted to throw that in there.
2: Yeah, cheers. And yeah, it's not to say that like, there's never a place for bands or, you know, I mean, I've yet to find a time where I've suggested someone does TVA exercise, but like, there, like physios, <laughs> there's some really great physios out there who are really good at like doing specific diagnosis. But I think like the industry, it, and the profession it's kind of just drilled into you to be quite conservative and when with all the kind of medical legal, legal stuff that surrounds it it can be a bit scary like it you know it as as you guys know like i'm always chucking in disclaimers and all this stuff because like there is that sort of when you when you are a upper registered like health professional like you, you do get a bit you know you've got certain levels of um i guess authority that mean that yeah you have to be quite conservative how, how you go about things but unfortunately I think that leads to people just being under trained and, and developing. Yeah. That kind of like injury identity being told they can't do anything ever again. So, and I, I was very fortunate and you know, I, I did choose that when you guys gave me the option to set up my gym, uh, so it's my clinic in a gym that it was right there. I could go out there and I could really guide people through it. Whereas if I was in another clinic down the road and being like, yeah, go train with these guys up the road. I've never met them. I don't know what they do. Like you would probably have to be a bit more conservative there. So I, I do see where they come from, but, I've just always tried to put myself in a position where um yeah i can actually get people back into doing things that are as close to real training as possible because i've just been on the other side of that so many times and that's led to some of the most down and like you know there's definitely a period in my early 20s where i was just depressed because my whole identity had been stripped from me because i was just injured so many times and i was trying to be you know a competitive athlete and i was just stuck there like just sitting in a dark room, depressed and putting on weight, like because I just couldn't do anything, and I just got so freaked out by even trying. So I've really been on the other side of that. I know that yeah, even if you do have a significant injury, um, say to your upper body, you can still get into the gym and 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 kind of maintain that momentum, maintain that identity by working on something and feeling like you're a capable, <laughs> uh, person and you're you know you're still part of the crew and you can still uh you know do things with your body because it's just so yeah, it can really mess with you if uh, you if that's taken away from you.
1: Anyone who's been put in the naughty corner before, uh, sla- smash the like button and, uh, and let us know in the comments uh, what, what, what was your injury and what were you told to do? And by, by being put in the naughty corner, of course, I'm, uh, I'm referring to uh, the rehab stigma. Uh, you are now compromised, therefore you must not uh, partake in the, uh, in, in the activities that compromised you um and uh you know we've done i won't go into it because we've done lots of podcast episodes on the fact that it's never the the exercise that hurts you it's how you got there it's the the, the mismanagement of load but really what I, what I want to dive into today is uh is is the is literally the process let's let's say uh, hypothetically someone has just been diagnosed with a slap tear in the shoulder uh when can they start exercising and what you know sh- what would the process be for you, Phil, uh, if if this was your client?
2: So speaking of conservative disc- disclaimers, I'm going to suggest that if you do have a slap chair, that you know you really are working with a professional because these those kind of injuries, like there's some uh, serious consequences if you. Sorry, I think my internet might have just cut out there. Still. Yeah.
1: Start again. Just start. Start oh.
2: again with your disclaimer. Sorry. Yeah, we'll Yeah. so with the, I'm going to start out with a bit of a disclaimer there, because obviously if you do have a significant injury, like a, um, a slap tear or, or any injury, like it's always worth working with a professional who, you know, even if they are on the conservative side of things, just getting an idea of exactly what's going on or close enough to exactly what's going on and, and a bit of a guidance on like tissue healing times and how serious consequences are, give you an idea of that risk. But then what I say is like, get into the gym that day, the next day. Uh, as soon as possible, or and and train something else. Like get up, get in there and, and do some lower body work, do some squats, go for a jog, like whatever you can, just to maintain that momentum. Because like exercise and motivation is just such a momentum game. Where when you're exercising well, you sleep better. When you're sleeping better, you manage your stress better. When you're managing your stress, you eat better. When you're eating well, your body composition goes well, and your your energy levels are great. And then you um you know you less likely to <laughs> yeah you you're less likely to be in pain, and then you end up. Really motivated then you exercise more and it's just this really positive health spiral which is like a big part of what i work with my clients on is is identifying in that spiral like (laughs) how do we make sure that we never like go backwards we can quarantine (laughs) one area and then maintain that momentum um so i think it's just so key to get it there and do something as soon as possible and i've talked about this in, in previous episodes where it's like making the rehab of like the specific injury like if it's a really bad injury you're like whole focus just makes it such an unenjoyable and frustrating experience because you're just constantly assessing like, am I am I hurting? Is it okay? Like, this getting worse. And obviously, that's important to consider all those things. But if you can do that in the context of also working on some other areas of, where um, you know, of your exercise, so getting in if you have a slight tear, doing some uh, yeah lower body work. Um, uh, if, or, or running or something like that where you're feeling progress you're feeling momentum it just means that it, it doesn't kind of become all-encompassing and really start to mess with your with your mindset and how you, how you're feeling so uh that would be my overall like <laughs> way of thinking about this
1: yeah absolutely and, and so um disclaimer aside uh, <laughs> uh now let's talk about specific shoulder uh exercises so yeah. you know um I know that there's different levels of a slap tear and, and there's different severities and things like that. Um, So obviously without having that information, we just have to make an assumption or we'll create our own, you know, uh, fantasy case study uh, where it's a moderate uh, severity slap tear. Um, What would you, what would you be, suggesting uh what would you be probably restricting people or you know is it a matter of uh training yeah, i mean i can talk to a personal of... experience in this
2: one because it's yeah it's yeah. an injury that i've had we've yeah we've had a plenty of things like it. you know everyone's collecting a slap tear in, in this group of people so um yes yeah, so <laughs> I've, I've had one rad's had two yeah Rad's yeah. had one. you know it's a, a sign of a life well lived i think if you're getting out there yeah. and doing stuff that phil, leave phil tears, don't
0: yeah. rob me buddy i've had two I two Ooh, slaps as well, one in each shoulder. So you know, I mean, you guys are there, but you're you're only halfway. Yeah, yeah.
2: Get on <laughs> my level. Um, yeah. So mine happened with a with a sports injury where I had a guy collide with me, and my shoulder just um, uh, yeah sunk down. I was not really training much in the gym at that stage, and just um, yeah got. the the, the cartilage and so again for the slap tears if people aren't uh, aware of that yeah what i was what i was just
1: gonna say sorry to interrupt is let's explain what a slap tear is first maybe rad can bring up a diagram from uh, dr google or something like that uh and while while you explain it phil
2: yeah so it's got it's the, the slap tear refers to the like the labrum in the shoulder so it's like um superior laterum anterior posterior is what slap stands for. And basically it's the cartilage in the ball and socket joint. It's sitting in the socket. And it like it, the shoulder's kind of a funky joint because you've got these like spindly little um socket and then you've got this massive ball. Like it really doesn't look like it sort of fits properly. And that's to allow the full range of motion so that we can go overhead. Unlike your hip joint where you can't lift your hips up by your, your ears unless you're a um uh, contortionist you, you, your your shoulder shoulders got this amazing range of motion because it is quite a shallow um and not all encompassing um uh, joint uh socket so to get around that your the body's quite clever and it's got these um extra passive support structures so this cartilage that sits in there and makes a bit more of a, a, a solid um connection point for the the ball to sit in but on the top section of that you've got this attachment site for one of your bicep tendons so um your bicep attaches into a few different places but um one of them is into that uh top part of your le- of your labrum so it's really common one that you yeah can um into the shoulder and then start to get this sort of you know this bicep issue so when we're talking about like degrees of uh injury and whether you you know can get straight back into training or not like it really does matter um how (laughs) how injured it is and you know if you have completely ruptured the bicep that's going to be a very different um answer well it's quite like it is quite a different answer to um a regular one but the the key thing to remember is even if you have a super severe injury it is worthwhile trying to maintain muscle mass and maintain strength by using the neurological, uh, tools that we have. So using the brain to basically maintain muscle mass. Cause in previous episodes, you might've heard me talk about how neural drive is a big part of the strength, um, and hypertrophy in your muscles so it's the signal you get from your brain that basically goes and gets the muscle fibers the motor units um, and activates them so what's quite cool is that if you train the other arm you get a bilateral signal so if you get really heavy on the other arm you can send that same signal that goes down through the arm um, on the other side and helps actually maintain and, and even build strength if you're fairly new to training in the other side so why that's important is because yeah the like deconditioning that can happen with an acute injury where if you have something that does need surgery, for example, like immediate surgery, if you're not able to really load at all through that shoulder for six, you know, six weeks, eight weeks or so, um, then that's a long time, uh, particularly as you get older, where you can get some like significant deconditioning, some muscle wasting, um, through, that structure so by training the other side immediately getting stuck in there making sure you're getting that good neural drive um, bilateral neural drive um that's going to really help and you can do that by training bilaterally there's also some really interesting stuff around imaginary training where you sit there and imagine really hard that you're (laughs) uh you know in a gym you're pushing weights like that has been shown as well to actually um yeah stimulate maintenance of muscle mass um by activating that neural drive so yeah, definitely do the contralateral one if you want to get imaginary as well, then um by all means do that. This, but is, yeah, that is, that is something you can do immediately, day dot, um, to maintain some good strength.
1: And you're not joking, we can no. actually sort of like imagine ourselves stronger.
2: Not stronger, but you could imagine yourself slowing down the decline. <laughs> Probably yeah, that would be Yeah. The, the way to it, I like, I, yeah.
1: I know the answer to that, but I just wanted to probe because I wanted you to to, to, to reaffirm that it is a legitimate
2: yeah. training stimulus super super interesting um but yeah Yeah. neural neural drive is so much um you know brain dependent because it is that signal coming from the brain and you know we briefly talked about how some of the different um, factors of your training can influence it but like you know if you have a lot of caffeine if you're um really amped up and people taking they you know they did some studies back in the day of uh actually giving the the, the people in the study cocaine uh, to really <laughs> ramp things up, amphetamines, um, they slapped on the back, they set a gun off next to their, um, <laughs> uh, their ears. And like that increase in activation um, of the brain also then led to an increase in that neural drive. So just to, that's why like do it, when you're doing it, it's not just like, there we go i've imagined training quickly it's like you really have to kind of get into it and believe it so and again not suggesting they do any of those things in those studies those studies aren't allowed anymore because they have ethics boards that stop that happening anymore but um yeah it's just an interesting place where you can start with um that from day dot and what's quite nice about that is it just gives you that kind of sense of like control and progress as well because again it is often that just demoralizing um thing with an injury where you feel like there's nothing i can do i just got to wait it out and then you just distract yourself away from um exercise which then you know means that you might just spend your whole day i don't know playing computer games or whatever and you stay up too late and then all that he- negative health spiral happens because you've just like totally disengaged so i think one of the most important things to health is always to just stay engaged stay intentional even if that means doing something little but tick the box take the win and then um move on but so that's yeah day day one you can do something
1: yeah and and we like rad and i have had such an amazing uh uh result from our from our shoulder rehab training which re- really uh started because um when I, I injured my shoulder first i got my my slap tear in 2006 and it was really like c- quite embarrassing to talk about it but it happened on the dance floor i did a a, a trick Again, off the wall such
2: as a sign of a life well lived <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> that's right that's right i uh i didn't make a uh, a back flip off the wall and had to sort of put my hand down my my arms down to turn it into sort of like a back ham spring, ha- a ha- handspring like a back flip instead of a back somersault and uh it yeah it ended in a world of pain but um long story short i worked with that's when i first met leroy and uh and built that relationship and what surprised me was that Rad, um, it would have been a decade later when he experienced a similar injury. I think he was doing calisthenics, I believe, Rad. Uh, you, you can probably talk about the um, uh, the mechanism uh, better than I can remember it. But uh, the exercises that Leroy prescribed, Rad, were really basically the same. And he had this whole theory of you know um the way he explained it to us was that the the the, the scapular stabilizers and the rotator cuff uh tend to sort of forget to do their job uh after quite an acute injury like that and uh you know th- th- it's very important to sort of before you start heavy lifting again just retrain the stabilizers and the rotator cuff r- remind them uh what they're doing uh and uh, and then as quickly as you know is is uh, right with the guidance of the right um professional it reintroduce your pushing and pulling uh movement patterns both in the horizontal and vertical plane um what are your thoughts about that uh that sort of process that that uh, uh system yeah sure. So like what?
2: pain pain inhibition and and yeah your body's pretty good at like shutting down areas <laughs> that are in like an acutely injured place. So like the, yeah, the neural drive sort of slows down and the, the muscle activation really, um, you know, sort of turns off for one a bit of a word because your body is trying to be like, wait, don't do this thing. And that's what pain's all about. Like pain's super useful for, um, in the acute stage to be uh, a good signal, not to, to really load up something that needs to go through sort of some acute healing. Um, but yeah, where it is then no longer useful is if you don't start to reactivate those muscles, if you don't get start to um, get the go. If you don't maintain that muscle mass, throughout um the rehab process then you really do decondition in a big way so um with all shoulder training that's the interesting thing that i've kind of come across with i mean change my you know thinking of with exercise over the years is like you kind of go into physio and you you think you're just going to be yeah doing all these banded like very isolated rehab exercises but like the most effective rehab is like training the whole system. So that's gonna be a combination of the, you know, the big prime movers, the pushing and pulling muscles, doing that in a structurally balanced way as you guys do with, you know, horizontal pushing and pulling, uh, vertical and um, and horizontal planes. It's about getting those um the so the muscles you talked about there. So the axioscapular muscles, so the ones on the shoulder blade that then provide a really solid base of support. So the muscles of the rotator cuff um, can do their job effectively. And the rotator cuff its job is to get the ball in the middle of the socket. So when we talked about what the labrum does, it is trying to get the ball in the middle of the socket by being a, a passive structure attachment but then that's also what the external rotators are doing so if you have just got like a um external uh, a labrum injury without any external rotator or rotator cuff damage um, or or pain then yeah you can as soon as like you know symptoms allow and work with your professional like you can try and get those muscles nice and active and that's actually going to unload the labrum itself which in an acute stage, may uh, decrease the pain. So, yeah, you want to try and do that as quickly as possible, and 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 that's going to be guided by a professional. But we talked about the different load variables of strength training the other um, day with the yeah basically intensity, volume, speed, range of motion, um, and exercise selection and complexity. And if you can navigate those and be like, okay, I'm going to start light, and I'm going to start Um, Low volume, I'm going to start small range of motion, so probably an isometric contraction, speed again, isometric contraction. And I'm going to start with a really simple, isolated movement in a position that is as uh, advantageous to the shoulder as possible, so not at end of range, just in like a really controlled position. Like, if I can start at the easiest version of those variables, and and again, I I talk about like the exercise ladder, like get onto rung number one, (laughs) and can I do that? And if so, like testing. where you can sit by increasing each of those variables and testing like which one is actually the aggravating one. And typically with yeah, a, a, a joint injury, like that range of motion can be really challenging. Obviously also um, the other ones, but um, yeah, if you can start nice and easy, start isometric and get into that quickly, that's just gonna help again, maintain that muscular activation of the muscles whose job it is to unload that passive structure that's injured.
1: Yeah, so you know, if we bring this in for a landing in summary, would you agree uh that there is always something that you can do so going back to this initial question and this actually did come from a uh a a subscriber on youtube uh responding to one of the slap tear videos that rad put up uh that's you you know know,
2: subscribers maybe you should subscribe to if you're listening yeah that's right ask questions and we'll answer them that's
1: right that's right (laughs) when can i start exercising i've been diagnosed with a flat tear and uh when the the exact um terminology was used was when can i start rehab now the the you know there is this concept that we talk about all the time of avoid putting yourself in the naughty corner and taking on that injury identity uh i think that based on what you've said here there is always something that you can do and that you can do immediately and there is seldom a time in the absence of like a severe bone fracture or something like that, or that you've just been cut open, you know, you've just gone under the knife and had a a major surgical intervention. Um, there's usually always something you can do, and that may yeah, just be yeah, a even important. even those
2: like like you still for a bone fracture, like you can do contralateral training. If you've just been cut opening, you can do imaginary training. Like there's always like the rungs, like <laughs> unless you're unconscious, like there's always something you can do, and I think that's really powerful to remember because it it it's that feeling of like powerlessness and the feeling of like. You know just disengaging from yep. your health and your life like that's the most dangerous part of not being uh yeah like not kind of keeping exercise part of your life forever so
1: i think i think on a on a psychological level it goes back to what we spoke about in an earlier discussion on a different episode which is that there's this you know um i can't do all so i will do none no. uh headspace you know and uh it, to just to remind the listeners that you have this sort of, uh, philosophy that you, uh, use with your patients or clients, which is, um, uh, yeah, so, four tiers of,
2: yeah, so four tiers, minimum yeah. maintenance, progression and optimization. So there's, you know, you don't always have to be hitting optimization for everything, which is like the quickest way to get the most progress in the shortest amount of time. And if you think expand it out to the rest of your life, like it also holds true, like you can't optimize everything all at once consistently. So, but people set that up in their mind that they should be, and therefore it, it makes it reasonable that they don't do anything because doing that much is unreasonable. (laughs) So therefore I won't do anything. So, but you hold yourself accountable and you put yourself on the hook. If you have these four tiers because you're like, okay, well I could do the minimum today and that will keep me engaged and keep me intentional. And, and for like a lifetime approach to, to health and exercise and, you know, balance in your life as well. And not, you know, getting so burnt out by your work because you're always trying to be level four there. And you're also like resenting your partner because you're, you know, they're expecting you to be level four over there all the time like kind of recognizing this in your life and seeing you know how like where do i need to be on this scale for each area of my life and, and and particularly in the exercise realm um and and diet realm as well like it's just so so useful to have that because it keeps you on the hook and it keeps things um so that you're always moving forward and not just like intense and then disengaged boom and then bust so yep. um yeah and so th- when it comes again back to this sort of idea of rehabbing a slap injury like uh, a slap tear like again how soon can you rehab and we talk about rehab as being training in the presence of injury like you can rehab straight away because you can get straight into training training lower body do something fun that feels good and you're training in the presence of injury um do something obviously to you know work specifically on the shoulder by doing the contralateral training by working professional and seeing like okay let's test these variables out what can I actually do here um you know can I actually do a pushing motion but just a small range of motion with a decent sort of amount of weight uh, probably steering clear of overhead work but you know can i do a, a decline uh chest press for example can i do a seated cable row? like work with someone who can guide you through that and can take the signal of what symptoms you're you're experiencing from it um and yeah get stuck in straight away but there's again just think about the ladder like there's always something you can do you just can't get off the ladder
1: and for God's sake, work with someone who has some skin in the game around the style of training that you like to do, which is yeah, a or great the injuries that you've had
2: before, because yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And and in on that in that regard, where can they find you, Phil?
2: Uh, my website is philwhite.me nice and simple um and yeah i do have a free consultation button there at the moment while i have a bit more time so if you're listening to this now uh you can jump on and we can just have a chat about a plan for you doesn't mean you have to sign up for anything uh just for a chat and then otherwise yeah i'm writing every day on twitter putting out lots of articles just talking about this sort of stuff and i'm you know super interested in obviously the kind of very physiological biological side of things but you know the longer i've done this the more i'm interested in also that connection between the mental and how do you actually fit this into a, a human brain that is not always rational or is you know dealing with emotions and and the, the full life experience so um yeah that's where my real interests lie and how to um learn to love exercise so jump on twitter follow me at phil White physio absolutely
1: and if you're ready to uh, to ditch the injury identity uh we have an amazing shoulder rehab program in the ums app that's available uh and uh if you like this content then gently caress the like button if you're watching on youtube if you haven't already uh, subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell so you know when we post uh we're posting almost every day if not every day and uh if you're ask watching if, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely ask questions in the comments you know this is this this discussion stemmed from a question in the comments uh of one of the previous videos uh rad rad uh and his team answer every single comment uh that's something that we're very very proud of uh, on YouTube and on the socials. And uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast, please give us a five-star Google, uh, not Google review, uh, podcast review. It, it uh, will help us get the podcast really going and growing. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for uh, giving us your time again, Tribe. Thank you, Rad. Thank you, Phil. And we'll catch you on the next one.
2: Always
1: pleasure. See you later.